fair warning, a lot of Star Wars in this one. Hey everyone, it's Chris. You're listening to the Dad Regime Podcast. I've got Tim waiting on the line. We're going to talk about mobile gaming, the lament, our de- the demise of mobile gaming. Anyway, we're going to sound like a couple of old guys uh, yelling at kids to get off the lawn. Uh, stay tuned for Pretty Jesus. New track, Be My Valentine. We're going to close the show with that one. Remember, all the other music that you hear on The Dad Regime is courtesy of Dora Jackson. Link in the show notes. Support her. We love her. Let's go. Tim. You and I have had, we've benefited from mobile gaming, right? But I think... Oh, uh, very much so. Yeah, yeah. but I, I think you and I would both agree that mobile gaming has become the devil and is probably the cause of all the ill will in the world right now. Agree or disagree? <laughs> um, I, I'm leaning towards agree, but I feel like there's a, a medium balance in there. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, Perhaps I've gone yeah. a little bit too far to, to, to that side, okay. <laughs> I'm more of a I'm more of a gray kind of guy myself, but with a black <laughs> okay. and white. But uh, all right, all right. Well, let me I'll wind it back a little. Definitely bit. more of a charcoal. It's more <laughs> of a charcoal. It was uh, you know between the in, on the spectrum of shades between shades of gray. Then yeah, it's definitely leaning towards the darker side. So it's a hurdle. Yeah, yeah, it definitely a hurdle. I don't know if we've actually discussed it before. We've we've done a couple of podcasts together. I'm not sure whether we've actually discussed how we met. I, I don't think we have, no. No. Um, so you and I met playing uh, a mobile game, um, Star Wars Galaxy we Heroes, did. which I think at one yep. point was the highest grossing mobile game in the world. Like it was top of the Apple charts and, and all that sort of stuff. A free game. I believe that. A yep. free game. And well, yet, technically. Um, yeah. Te- yeah, and yet was the, the highest grossing game because of, it, because of its microtransactions and all that sort of stuff. Now, I know you and I didn't spend a whole lot of money on that game, but I have to plead guilty that there were times where I did um, spend money on the game to keep to keep progressing. Um, yeah, there, I, I, I will uh, be honest as well and say that there are times where either the height of frustration or something kicked and I was just like, I just want to, yeah. The way they designed the games is to to purposefully frustrate you as a player, yeah. and uh, yeah, I definitely, I definitely fell victim to that a couple of times. And there were some gift card purchases that could have definitely been <laughs> the gift card uh, could definitely have been put towards something more productive. Yeah, I mean, at the time though, like I think I, I played the game for a little over a year, I think, and in that time I could justify spending a couple of dollars here and there because uh, I was in a community with a group of guys who were genuinely nice people who I really enjoyed spending a bit of time with and having a chat with. Uh, So I could, I felt like I could justify it at that time. The thing that started killing it for me though, is that I found that the game was asking me to log in all the time, you know, like to keep progressing, to keep building my, my characters, to keep feeling like I was contributing to our group it just it started taking up too much time and not time 
yes. that I could choose, not time where, like, okay, I'm going to dedicate an hour tonight or, or some time on the weekend or whatever. It was, you need to log in here to collect this, to be a part of this, to, you know, and that was the bit that yeah, or X event. Me. This event is going on at this specific time. So yeah. wherever you are in the world, drop what you're doing and log on to the game. Yeah, yeah. It, it became very daunting, and, and at that point, the social environment that we had kind of built and developed, and that's how again how we met, and the great group of guys who, a lot of them are still still in that same group, and I am nominally still by name mostly only, um, still part of that group now. Yeah. Um, but I don't, yeah, log on hardly ever, um, just because of time constraints. Um, but, uh, it became more of that, that social structure became, um, almost like it was used by the game to kind of pressure you into, you know, being on the game and spending money and doing things to stay, like you said, um, active and to say, uh, as a contributing and helpful member to these friends that you've met because you can only rise together, right? Yeah, exactly. So you can only help the group out if you keep staying on the same level as everyone else or pushing to be better and improve. And in many ways they designed it so that you could only improve if, you know, you dumped, you know, either a crazy amount of hours or a crazy amount of cash into the game. And we've played with and against people who I, I don't want to even guess how much money they spent on it. Um, oh, there, yeah, there are people who easily spend in the thousands, plural range of, of dollars a year, yeah. if not more than that. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's crazy um, because you, yeah, just as a casual player, you can get grouped up against these guys who. Yeah, every player on their entire squad is completely maxed out, and all the like, things that are not possible as a casual player, things that are to achieve, um, and it becomes definitely becomes prohibitive, and yeah. makes you or at least made me like, okay, well, I guess there's no point in trying to keep up, so that made me just eventually back out of the game altogether. Mm. Not altogether. I'm still again mm. technically still on there. I log on maybe three or four times a month now. Yeah, right. If I can. Yeah. Um, I feel bad that they, they, I'm waiting to be you know, booted out by the group, but I think I'm kind of a, a, a legacy member now. I don't know if I'm just like a dead weight that they continue to pull around. Because occasionally we'll, we'll drop in with a ironic clip or, or a, a funny one-liner or you know, something in the chat. And I don't know. I don't know if that really carries me through, but... <laughs> I'm just yeah. Any day, I'm, I'm expecting to be voted fully at any point, and I, I will have no ill will towards anybody who does. But uh, yeah, I don't know if they, they're just keeping me around for uh, for yeah history purposes. I don't even know. But um, yeah, I, I played that game from honestly the minute it dropped. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I'm a big Star Wars fan. I saw that it was coming out soon. It was like Thanksgiving of like what was it, 2013, 2014, mm. somewhere around there. Um. It's been a while. Hmm. It's been around for a long time now. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I played for free and, and as not a member of a group for a good year and a half before I ever did the whole clan join up with other people thing. Yeah. That's one aspect of gaming that I just, that, like, just going back into my history of gaming in general, I was always more of a uh, single storyline, you know, uh, single campaign kind of 
uh, RPG or role playing or, or just you know strategy kind of stuff, solo gamer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, same. And uh, uh, the group thing was never really something that that I'd ever done before. And yeah. and so doing in doing that on that game, it introduced me to all these guys and all these other tons of other dads, tons of other people yeah. who are like in the same situation. <laughs> yeah. You know. That I thought it was end of the time. I was like, oh, this is awesome. This is like, at the same time, I started being really active in that group. It was the same time that like we had the twins, and I just quit my my job, career, whatever, and then just focused on being a at home dad. And that was basically the only social outlet that I had outside of you know screaming little you know uh, uh, babies in my face. And uh, it was nice to have. <laughs> some people that I could feel like they could talk to. Yeah, and it was, it was some kind of uh, was, conversation with. Yeah, it was great, and and I know we're 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 both uh, you know friends with a couple of the people who were in that group. Um, simply through yeah. the communications that we that we had through playing that game. That well, and it's interesting is that that there are people who we've managed to maintain the friendships in spite of the fact that we're no longer yeah tied the group, by the yeah. game itself. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was, that was a really nice bonus that I was able to pull through. So it definitely had its positives, even in <laughs> in spite of the uh, yeah, the fact that the game kind of, I think, almost kicked us both yeah. out for <laughs> not being interested in uh, throwing in the, ch- the, the change that, or what have you. I don't know. I'm not sure. That gaming mechanic, though, of keeping you on the device and having the microtransactions. So the mm-hmm. free game with the microtransactions is, is just, um, uh, it's almost like a disease now in, in the gaming industry. It, the, um, well, it's everywhere now. Yeah. It started off as like small little things here and there. Um, and it started off like, uh, and the, the thing that, that drove me to star Wars initially, I'll be honest, is that they were games that I was, that was just trying out, just to trying to have something to you know, kill the dead time um, in the day, just something to keep me busy. Because I didn't have, like, again, I'm used to like, I was, I was used to playing console games or, or computer games where I'd sit down and like play for you know, an hour or two or whatever, just just to kind of you know focus on one thing, accomplish a task, feel a sense of accomplishment, get those endorphins in my brain kicking, and then feel like okay, I can go and just feel good about myself and just like sort of go and act out the rest of my day and do whatever I need to do. Yeah. Um, or at the end of the day, at least, you know, if it's been a frustrating, hard day, I'll just sit down and play some games and, and at least I feel like I accomplished something because I'm, I'm, there's there are tasks, it's a storyline, there's, there's, you know, accomplishments you make along the way, things like that. Um, and there were a lot of games that I was running into where they'd have that uh, paywall of, uh, oh, you've run out of moves or you've run out yeah. of lives. Yeah. You, so you either have to wait five minutes or whatever for the clock to tick and then the energy will be refilled and yeah. you can make another attempt. Or, or you, can you can get it right now for it. 10 it's crystals. $1.99 right yeah. now and get full lives. Yeah. yeah, it's just $1.99. Come on, $2. Yeah. It's like the cost of a Coke. Hey, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's and it was that kind of malicious, like, hey, hey, hey come on. Um, and this was part of the reason why I became interested in Star Wars initially, the game, so their structure was that they had they had a variation on that function with the, the energy heavy bars that they had for different things, but they had like three different sets of energy bars. Yeah. So you could play this part, 
And then if your energy ran out of that, okay, you just switch over to the other one. And yeah. You play that for a while. Yeah. And by the time you're done playing that, then you go back and you play the other one again. You can still, you know, have that sense of accomplishment, have a sense of learning the game, have a sense of, like, you know, figuring out the mechanics or the characters and things like that and the gameplay aspect of it. And it was – this is a, a – a phrase that I've I've learned to be a, a very negative phrase now is that it's fun enough. Yeah. It wasn't fun. Yeah. It wasn't fun like in total. It wasn't a fun experience all around. It didn't like light up my day and make me happy. No. It was fun enough. Yeah. It was like okay, you know, and it was like I realized now that like that's almost what it seems like many developers are shooting for. They're wanting games. Just not to be, you know, great, but just to be fun enough. Yeah, just to challenging, to you know, keep you enough. Active. Just enough to yeah. keep you exactly, just enough to keep you there and make you think that there might be something a little bit better if you keep playing. Yeah. Maybe the next level will be a little more intriguing. The next thing will be a little more, you know, exciting. And yeah, it's like, like I, there's another friend on on Star Wars game who's. Uh, he quit probably three years ago now. Yeah. Um, uh, Liberty, do you remember him? Yes, I do. Yeah, he was a, a friend who I became friends with on the chat. He's from the UK. Um, and he quit like three years ago now because he got frustrated because they kept teasing uh, Jedi Luke. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's... And that was like two years, it was three years ago when the game had been out for like a year and a half. They kept teasing it, kept teasing it, kept teasing it, and they kept giving little things here and there, and now it's like three years, like five years after the game launched or whatever, almost six years, and uh, they're just now coming out with Jedi Luke. Uh, like, he, they he finally actually, pushed it off as hard as they possibly could. and then He yeah. quit about a month before I did, and we'd been discussing yeah. on a, on a you know, side chat about, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I'm over this, and then the day, the day he quit was the day I'd been going, uh, I'd been planning and going, hey guys, I think I'm out, I'm going to go, and he he beat me to it, and then I felt guilty about leaving at the same time, so I hung around for a little bit longer. <laughs> I'll be honest, the same thing happened to me with another guy later, Jonathan Leibowitz, but it's a, a, a uh, yes. that character. He did the same thing on the same day that I was going to bounce out, and then my the group number dropped like perilously low, like because like, 50 is the cap, right? And they went down to like 42 or something. I'm getting yeah, caught up yeah. in semantics and yeah. too many details now. But uh, it got low enough that I was like, ooh, I can't quit until they get some more people in here. And then, it, yeah, it just never really fully fleshed it. it was just, yeah. yeah. So that's why I've still been getting dragged along by the rest of the group and still check in every every week or so if I can. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I should probably do that. Um, hey, so yeah, as, as frustrated as I got with that game towards the end and as and as down on, on mobile gaming because it, just about any – you know, uh, you know, AAA game that comes out on on mobile devices now is has that same framework of, of microtransactions and and that you know right. um, addictive. Um, it's almost a you know psychologically designed way to keep you on the devices. I always felt like I had mo- um, console well, it's, games. It's the modern day casino. It, 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 that's the exactly casino, what it is. The bells and yeah. whistles, the lights that yeah. go off, the shiny numbers. Exactly. Oh, hey, maybe on the next turn. Oh, so you got two of a kind this time. Oh, if you get one more pull, maybe you'll get three of a kind next time. And oh, maybe you'll get that jackpot. You'll get that thing you really, really wanted to. But I, like I, every time I, I – yeah, sorry. Go ahead. I, I, I always felt like I had 
my console gaming to do exactly what you were talking about before is having that, you know, a couple of hours a week to, to, to chill out. To, <clears throat> yeah, that was my um, de-stress, you know, like a, an hour of gaming. But I really started to get worried when um, the same types of mechanics started coming up in console games. So we had Star Wars Battlefront, yeah, all the uh, the two K yeah. sports simulators. That they're almost well, the, all in yeah. the same realm of, um, hey, in the game, the, realm, the game's exactly. pretty cheap. Buy the game, the game's pretty cheap, and then it's just microtransactions yeah. and that that as you say that casino gaming mentality. So that we we've not we don't have these beautiful artful storytelling games that we used to have. Now it's just get on the device and stay on the device. That's, that's how you're rewarded um, and give us an extra $2.50 on a $1.99, you know, a few times a week, because that's how you're going to keep your, your game progressing. Right. It, it's very uh, troubling. I would say the, the, the last game that I played on console with like regularity um, before like, my first uh, child was born um, was the last game I, I really did that where I sat down and like spent a couple hours, you know, a day or, or whenever I did, could log on, maybe not every day, but like every, you know, once or twice a week, I'd be able to jump on and I'd be able to jump in like two, three, sometimes four hours late at night or, you know, whatever. I had some downtime just to kind of do that, that like emotional dump. It's almost like, yeah. like Zen yeah. or whatever that same, like mowing the lawn where it's just like yeah. your brain is allowed to, you know, get out of your head because it's just function. you know, there's one you know, one part of your brain is focusing on the tasks in the game in front of you and the other part of the game, the other part of your brain is allowed to just kind of like, okay, I can just chill and just, you know, or think about other things or whatever. Um, and uh, when the games started to be uh, like, yeah, I started noticing the last game that I played uh, before, my, before my kid was born was uh, Destiny. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, and again, it's a space adventure. I only I played the campaign mostly at that point. Never really again. I didn't do the multiplayer stuff for a long time later. Uh, I still like only ever dabbled here and there. Um, but it was like you know, this this interplanetary fighting aliens doing all this stuff on adventure, like first person shooter. You know, interesting. You know, but not nothing. It's not great, but interesting. Um, and again, you have that sense of accomplishment, and you'd find things, and you'd explore, and all this stuff. And they started adding in the microtransactions into that as well, or, oh, you can only get this look on this character if, or you can only yeah. do this if you do this. And, like, and that was the, even like um, a, Fortnite was the one that really launched that with the free console game, download it for free, and then has made hundreds of millions of dollars well, from Everything is cosmetic. Skins, yeah, yeah cosmetic skins. Only no microtransactions. Like, yeah. No, no, no functionality to anything that they, they, they sell. It's all cosmetic and they made about billions of dollars now, I'm sure. Yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, it, it, it's crazy. Um, and it's just that, and I, I to a point, I kind of get that in the sense that like in the, the world of social media now as well, where people are like, uh, you know, People feel it's it's like keeping up with the Joneses times ten, yeah. you know, where people see someone living their quote unquote best life on Instagram, and they're like, "Oh my God, they're so happy! Why aren't I happy?" Oh, and that makes them more depressed or whatever. It's 
it's almost that kind of same magnified or same like twisted version of that towards gaming was like, oh, they have that armor or that skin or that gun or that whatever. Oh man, I wanna oh they look so cool. I wanna look cool. You know, I wanna do that fun dance that they do. Oh, I wanna it's like it's it's uh building up that sense of uh um I want or what's there's a better way to phrase that. There's actually a term I'm sure I'm, I'm completely yeah but you're right it's, the, it's right the keeping up with the Joneses and I think that's kind of brings us around to how this impacts our kids because the gaming world is different now to what it was when we grew up I mean as a, yes. as a, a young uh, you know pre-teen teenage boy there wasn't that much that could go wrong in terms of the content of video games that you'd go and buy at the local game shop um, yeah, you know, well, like, it'd be okay. like the equivalent of letting a, letting a you know having the age the, the minimum age at a casino be five. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, it's, um, it's and like, how do we how do we manage what? that? Like, what's I mean, you've got uh, three young ones. Um, yeah, five. The old, I mean, is is she um, accessing games at the moment? She is. Um, I try to be careful about um, what she access, what she downloads. What, you know, she can't download anything by herself, of yeah. course. Um, but she'll ask for stuff, and I'll, I'll, I'll have to be the bad dad and be like, "Oh, sorry, you can't do that." Yeah. Oh, why? Because like, every other, you know, every other click on the damn game is a commercial for you know, Disney or for yeah. <laughs> some other thing, and the commercials are 10 times longer than the gameplay is. I'm like, why are you, why do you want to do this? This is not fun. How is this fun for you? Um, the, and that's like, if, and it's like the way they guilt you into, that's another tactic they use for guilting you into microtransactions. Yeah. A lot of games now, they'll be, they'll be free to download, free to play. But, um, every time you switch, like, or anytime you hit a button or you, you finish one task, before you can go to the next task, they'll have like a it's minute and a half commercial or a thirty yeah. second commercial. Yeah. And you can, you know, oh, for a small purchase at four ninety nine, you can get rid of all the ads on the game. Yeah. You know, like, uh, no, uh, that's again, that's just another way to you just kind of bilk us out of. It's like, why if you say it's free to play, it's like that's just another, it's almost like a, a yeah, like a guilt tactic or something. Yeah. But it's um. I've run into that a couple times with uh, with Amelia on games where she like wants to, you know, figure out how to crimp somebody's hair or do some fashion thing or some you know game or something. So I've had to like do lots of research and find like the best free games with no ads and things like that. And if there are some, and I've managed to um, find some uh, some good educational apps and things like that that have enough enough of a fun aspect to it, but also interesting and challenging enough that it actually has a uh, an educational format to it as well so it's like you know, either either like a brain teaser aspect to it or a like phonics reading letter recognition pattern recognition mathematical yeah you know yeah benefits and, and challenges in those ways um those are the games that i, I let the kids uh play um and even then that's just i gotta be careful yeah they're always trying to go to the uh, uh yeah the next section, which of course has to, you know, like, oh, you know, try to 
uh, figure out how to go to the grown-up section so that they can purchase the whatever the shiny thing is they saw on the screen with the, the glowing icon or the whatever button. It's a battle. It's a, it's a constant, you know, fight. But yeah, it's it's something I feel like it's just it's just part of the landscape now, sadly. Yeah. In many ways, I mean, we grew up with what like board games and card games, and yeah. eventually they had Nintendos and Ataris and Segas and you know, or at least one of your friends at school did, so you could go over to their house occasionally after school. And, yeah. You know. Um, and even then, like that was just like. You look at the games they had back then, um, they're all, you know, linear or pattern recognition or they're like, you know, versus player versus player. Like, I remember Joust yes. being one of my favorites way <laughs> yes. back in the day. I remember um, mapping out the entire, you know, side-scrolling map of Life Force. It's like <laughs> side-scrolling shooter game where you're a plane flying through a space brain or something. It's like weird, but it's like, yeah... Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, those are the, the games that I, I remember, but there was no, you know, no interruption to say, hey, if you spin. And that's, yeah, it's, it's a different world now, but it's, and it, it, sadly, it's one of those things, too, where, like, my understanding of it is that, like, the people who make the games, like the programmers, the designers, those guys, they get paid hardly nothing. Like, they're, yeah. they're not the ones making money yeah. off of any of this, and they're underpaid or the number of hours that they're working anyway. Yes. So it's like... Yeah, it doesn't sound like a great industry to be in if you're a programmer. Um, no, program. it sounds like a very frustrating industry to be in. And they're constantly pushing to try to find a way to monetize it. It's almost like the... Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, I feel like it's yeah, frustrating on many different levels. Because then if a company doesn't make enough money on a game or a game isn't building enough revenue or having enough revenue, then those... People who are working on that game get canned and have to move to another game or have to move yeah. to something else or do something else. It's just like, ugh, it's just like, it's, it's, it almost just feels like a very negative industry to contribute to. <laughs> it certainly seems to have become that way. You know what? Though? It, there could be, um, of all the saving graces, the massive corporation that Disney has become might be the corporation that saves our gaming industry did you re- i don't know if you read this week that they uh they had a conference they invited a whole bunch of developers to and basically told them that they want them they're going to release like this back catalog of ip um and they're asking them to reinvent them and to tell interesting new stories and to do the opposite of what um the big gaming companies like ea and that have been doing so they're actually asking them to create no, story, I... yeah, story-driven games again, and not be, uh, you know, not be just going for the um, microtransaction economy and 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 doing that. So really, yeah, uh, and That's and actually so the, the evidence of that might be in um, I don't know if you played um, Jedi Fallen Order yet. I have not. No. Um, so for those people not uh, in the in the gaming world, Jedi Fallen Order is a console game. It's a single player only game released by EA. EA don't release single player games at all, um, and has yeah. outsold basically all of their releases for the last you know five years. Um, and Disney's fingerprints are all over it. And there was some um, 
you know, leaked news over the last year about uh, EA wanting to to put in, you know, microtransaction stuff and Disney basically saying, this is our IP, Star Wars is our IP, and we're not going to let you do that to, to this game. We want it to be this type of thing. So, you know, as, as big and as bad as those big corporations are, maybe, maybe there's been such a backlash against this type of gaming that, that we might start seeing a little more single player, um, you know, that, that storytelling driven single player games back, maybe. I would love to see that. Um, but I do have to give a, a counterpoint that uh, just in the last week, uh, have you heard about PlayStation, the PS5, and their new development on that? No, what's that? They want to have a, uh, they're having a, uh, a new feature in the PS5 of like, uh, almost like an Alexa or like a uh, Siri, you know, right. AI kind of functionality. Where I say if you're, you're playing a game and there's a hard part you can't really get through or what have you, you can hit the button and say, and ask for help and be like, okay, what's, instead of, you know, getting off the game, looking it up on your phone, trying to find, you know, a player guide or some walkthrough or something, you could just ask the game system and they'll oh. say, like, oh, well, you know, so-and-so many players use this tool instead or they use this item to get around to this thing. And you can purchase this item right now for so-and-so. Oh. And then they have a, a pop-up feature come up on the screen while you're playing the game to get you to monetize, like, another way to... Oh, that doesn't Those sound sales. Good. That doesn't No, sound good. it doesn't at all. You know, imagine the kid playing that game. Like, oh, yeah, sure. That'd be great. Yeah, I'll have three of them. Yeah. Yeah, right. Next thing you know, you get your credit card bill. Like, what? Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, that, you know, again, trying to, they're like, yeah, really, that's amazing. That's awesome that Disney's doing that. That's, that's brilliant. Um, I mean, Disney's, Disney's out for themselves. Right now, they, like, they, they, they want to make money and they've seen that um, yeah uh, fallen order has made has has made money so they want that to continue they're not doing out of the goodness of their heart but uh, if it meant meant we got some good old-fashioned single-player games back i'm all for it yeah yeah i'm old enough and cynical enough now to believe there is no thing as a heart when it comes to (laughs) no one is uh, no one is out for the goodness of their heart everyone is out for you know the, the bottom line the dollar and all that yeah uh but yeah, it's it, but at the same time, if they see that, that that's making more money, that's a good trend to follow. Yeah, and that should be a way in that. I mean, what's it, that? Uh, it's a terrible expression because it's used so poorly in so many other ways. But the whole like voting with your pocketbook kind of thing. Yes. Where you know, if EA has produced you know six different Star Wars you know games, and one of them is massively successful, and the other five are kind of flops long term then what's the difference you know yeah. oh hey this is what's different let's keep doing that let's yeah. not do the thing we did in the other five games it's like yeah I mean that that seems logical and uh, I'm sure there are probably other ways that Disney's going to try to plan to monetize that well it seems that their, their main yeah. business objective is I can see them coming out with their own yeah, they can probably have their own game studio. Yeah, well, that's it. That, 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 they just seem the amount of IP on. they have out there. Yeah, they're going to buy everything. Yeah, buy, <laughs> buy, buy everything. everything. They'll, they'll have their own. Uh, yeah, Marvel Marvel series of games and uh, Star Wars series of games and all these different things, and they're going to just you know, own it all and they'll just only produce 
themselves, and then next thing you know, they're going to have a streaming service only for their games. It's like, yeah, it's like, yeah. There, there's, there's always a long-term financial plan, I'm sure. Yeah. There's nothing that's altruistic about any of that, but at the same time, it's like, that sounds much more attractive to me. Yeah. Like, um, you, you one thing touched, like, um, sorry? Is that you, you touched on, on something I wanted to come back around to when you were, you were talking about saying no sure. to, um, you know, to downloading, uh, some of the games that your daughter wanted, even though, you know, she's going to put on the waterworks and plead with you and beg with you. And as a, as yeah. a teacher and a parent, and especially a teacher who's advocated, you know, technology in the classroom, um, that's something I get sure. asked a lot is, well, what do, what can we say yes to and what can we say no to? Um, and one of the things I'm, I'm often reminding parents is that they are the, they are the adult. And if they don't want something in their house, it's their right to say no. And it's amazing how right. um, a lot of parents don't want to don't want to feel like they're the bad guy, and so we'll say yes to something because of the old oh, but everyone is doing it, everyone is playing it, everyone has it. Whether it's gaming or fashion or anything, kids have been trying that on with their parents for centuries you know hundreds the, and hundreds of years yeah. <laughs> um and so it's one thing i well, always actually, yeah, yeah, yeah always want to remind parents is that you can say no and the truth is not everyone is playing it or doing it or having it there are some people who who do um uh, but i've been i've been well, staggered yeah. by some of the parents who have let their kids play things like gta 5 because they're under the impression that everyone's what? playing it yeah yeah, yeah, ten-year-olds, ten-year-olds. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah, and there, there will be no running over of. Uh... <laughs> well, I mean, just, just the 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 con yeah. the, the, you know, a ten-year-old just simply doesn't have the context to deal with that sort of content. No. Um, yeah. And 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 it's always under the oh, but you know, all their friends are playing it, and it's like, well, no, they're they're not. You know, one of their friends might be playing it, um, and just that. You know, just because they have a laptop, just because they have an iPad, doesn't mean they can have free reign on it. You know, the, the, you're you're the parent, you're in control, you're the person who gets to choose. Um, and it's a lesson that that kids need to learn early that they can't just do whatever well, they want because they've got something. That that, that there are rules. And that goes back to more of a yeah yeah. That goes back to more of a general parenting dynamic. I feel though. Yeah that, yeah, and then like sometimes kids. kids some... Especially early on, kids thrive in structure. Yes. They want to have structure. They want to know where the boundaries, the boundaries are, are so, that exactly. they can then, so that they can then act as freely as they want to and, be, and develop their personalities and be whoever it is they're going to be. You know, But they have structure. They have walls around them that, that say, okay, you can go further, but not this far. Yes. You can do that, but not that. You know, teaching them you know, what is and what isn't acceptable behavior. Yes. And that, I feel like that's just an extension of that in the sense of boundaries element. And like, okay, it's okay to do this, but it's not okay to do that. That's a, little, that's a step too far. Yeah. You know, um, it's like the other day, like one of my, my boys, he's three, but he was, you know, he made a giant mess and, and mom was helping him clean it up. And he's like, no, you're not going to sit there while mom cleans that up. You're going to help her clean that up. And he helped her for a few you know, pieces, picked up the pieces, put them in the bucket. And the last piece was there. I'm like, okay, last piece. It's right there by you. Just pick it up. Last piece. He takes it and throws it at mom. I'm like, okay, nope, I'm out. 
You know, what I'm saying? you're gonna go sit and sit by yourself for a minute and think about why that was not an acceptable piece, an acceptable action. Like that's not okay. You know, it was in the direction of the bucket, but no, that was not helpful. <laughs> that was not like come on. That's like to me like that argument. You know, if, if he's 10 and he's asking for, you know, some game that does this and that, I'm like, no, it's the same kind of idea. Like, yes, you can play games. Yes, you can do things, but not that game, yeah. not this thing or not that thing. It's like having some realm of boundaries and having boundaries are things that I, like, when I was a kid, it pissed me off when my parents told me no. Yeah. And then, and when... They, you know, set curfews, and when they held me to those curfews, and when, like, and when I got older, I understood that they wouldn't have done that if they didn't give a shit. Yeah, that's my right. French, but if they didn't care, there wouldn't be a boundary. Yeah. There wouldn't be a, a curfew. And it's actually the fact that they care and they're invested in me being, you know, better and being uh, or growing and being coming a good person that's why there's that structure that's why there are boundaries yeah exactly they're there because they're trying to help you in the best way they know how do and, they always know the best way no parents mess up all the time yeah and nothing's but nothing's changed they're trying just because we've got yeah. devices and and gaming and and whatever nothing's changed that that's still the parents responsibility to set those boundaries and exactly uh, yeah sometimes i think technology exactly. gets a bad and, and, rap Setting the boundary, setting the boundary for a kid, and actually in my mind, it's a sign of affection. It's a sign yeah. of saying, no, I love you too much to just give you free reign on this. Yeah, exactly. You don't have enough information or experience built up in your little head to make the, the right choice yeah. all the time in regards to this issue. So I'm sorry, it's not going to be your choice to make. It's my yeah. choice to make, and not going to happen. Yeah. You Why? Can, you can choose. I love you. You can choose. The problem with that? Sorry. <laughs> You can choose which type of cookie you want after dinner, but you're not going to get to choose yeah. to play GTA Five. I'm sorry. If there's something that like uh, my daughter asks me about, or that I, that she's really curious about checking out or trying, I'll, I'll I sometimes I'll download it myself and I'll check it out first. Yes. And then I'll be like, just so I have an informed reason as to why. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think that's the biggest. That's probably the biggest change that those of us who grew up with um, video games in their infancy need to understand is that uh like i want my son to play video games with me and we we play we play minecraft together uh he has a nintendo switch and so we play the the mario you know type games together um and nice. his his mum likes playing those sorts of games too so like we have that sort of family time where we can do that but you, awesome. you do need to do some research these days around the games that you're going to let yeah. them play and it it does take your time well and if you don't have the time, then you can yeah. say no. Like you, you, yeah. you're allowed to say no. But I think that's the bit that's changed. Yeah. That games are different. And those of us who who grew up, um, you know, plugging in the the Sega Master System, 
um, and just about being able to put any cartridge in there and that game's going to be fine, we you just can't do that anymore. You, you do have to either, whether it's online research or as you're saying, actually download it yourself and play it. You know, we're obligated yeah. to do that now. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, I mean, because think of, I mean, I don't have an extensive memory of my childhood, but like I do remember one of the most frustrating uh, reasons that a parent can possibly give for a, a negative answer to a request is because, because <laughs> I said so. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, just, what, you just, what, you're being a dick and just exercising your power because you can? Come on, why? Why is that not okay? Why is that not good? And I want to have you know a, a, some one of my own personal you know way of like as parents again like well, I think we talked about this before. Our parents are always trying to correct the perceived mistakes that we thought our parents made. Yeah, and at least in, or correct ways in which our parents raised us and trying to raise our kids and you know, with the lessons that we've learned. Yeah, and that was something for me that was always super frustrating. It was like the because the the blanket you know. No, like, and I, I if, okay, if I, I'm going to say I'm going to lean towards no, and I even tell my kids this, I'm like, okay, well, let me check it out, and I'll take a look at it, and if it's okay, then sure, but if not, mm, but my kids have gotten really good at the maybe, <laughs> and taking the maybe as a, oh, so it's like, it's like, oh, a, so that's a yeah, yes, Jim but Perry not and just dumb, dumb and dumber, it's like, oh, you're, so you're saying there's a chance, <laughs> and they hold on to that little glimmer of hope, and they're like, oh, maybe, 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 oh, no, okay. Well, let's find something else. Let's find something else to do. Luckily, that's a benefit of kids' attention spans too, is that you can always try to distract them with something else shiny as well. So, yeah, I don't have to deal with anything too long, you know, exhaustive uh, in terms of emotionally, you know, destroying them in any way just yet. But I'm sure that'll come. Um, but yeah, the, uh, like with GTA Five, I'm I've played GTA Five, you know, GTA before, so I have an idea of what that means. I haven't played GTA Five, but my first instinct is going to be a definite hard no. Oh yeah, I, you know, five comes up to me and has to play it. I'm like, oh look, I I I told my sister she's got a couple of teenage boys, and so this is going back quite a few years now because GTA Five, well, it must be five or six years old at least. Um, and I played GTA Five. I played GTA Three and then GTA Vice City. Is yeah. that around the same time? Yeah, I don't. Come, one was okay. the yeah. Um, and like I loved the game. I haven't it, played anything since then. Well, look, I it, love it. It was, it was brilliant. It was yeah, and GTA super fun 5, to play in your twenties. Yeah, it <laughs> might be the best video game I've ever played. Like it was, it was brilliant. A brilliant story, uh, awesome game. It was fantastic. It's just not for kids. Like it was in Australia, yeah. it was given an R rating, so it's eighteen plus, and it was given that for a reason. Um, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just have to trust that that the people who do the classification things have a reason for giving games or, or movies a classification. And it's, it's not because they're prudes. It's because they're trying to give you some information about, about what's in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 No. So I, I yeah, I'm <laughs> shaking my head sometimes when I hear, you know, kids in my class and they're, yeah, some of the games that they're playing, I'm like, oh, geez, do, do, do your parents know what, what's in? There? Yeah. But anyway. Um, yeah. It's like, uh, just recently, like, uh, Okay, this is another example of microtransactions, I guess. In the sense that, um, I don't know if it is. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Um, but so, like, I have a console. I have a PlayStation. Um, and so, in order, in order to play anything online through the PlayStation and PlayStation Network, you have to do that annual subscription, right? Yeah. 
you know what I'm referring to? Yep. You pay like an annual fee, and then the nice thing is, as a bonus, um, every month they'll allow you to download two older games for free. Yes. As a, to your library, and you can download them and play them if you want or not. But it's like you need to like subscribe to their service kind of thing in order to play uh, online games, multiplayer games through yeah. PlayStation. Yes. Right. You know what I'm referring to? Yeah, yeah. I the the uh, one of the reasons I've played more Xbox than uh, I've got both uh, consoles, um, but most of my online gaming will be on Xbox because their uh, online gaming is free. It's free. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. Uh, some of the uh, the games that I've wanted to play online, I can play online for free. There, there's a gold. Um, okay. Uh, subscription which gives you pretty much the same thing as PlayStation but um, the games I've wanted to play I've been able to play online for free oh nice yeah um, yes on PlayStation you have to do this if you're going to play online at all or play multiplayer at all you have to subscribe to the, the PlayStation Network or whatever the PlayStation Plus or whatever it is they yeah. call it everything's a plus nowadays um, but uh, the way they kind of try to uh, mitigate any pain you might feel from paying that uh, and it's it's relatively nominal if memory serves. It's like twenty bucks a year or something like that. I, I could be wrong on those numbers. Don't quote me. Um, but the way they kind of try to mitigate that is by every month they will give you two games free to download. And so in the past I've downloaded like tons of games from like random snowboarding games, which I have played with my kids and they think it's hilarious. Um, to uh, like just recently they had the entire uh, the first three Nathan Drake uh, Uncharted games yeah right yeah which i'd never played before and it's like the nathan drake collection the the three uncharted for three uncharted games and i've been playing through those and again just going back to that that style of linear storytelling adventure you know straightforward that's just like playing that playing those that that game um I mean, so that's like sorry, i'm getting off track but going back to the, the purchases thing it's like if you're going to do this, you have to pay, but we're going to try to at least give you something extra so that you don't feel like you're just paying for nothing. Yeah. Paying for the ability to play online, you're also yeah. going to get some benefits out of this. And so it gives you access to all this library of other games that uh, they constantly are, are just changing up, like, which is fun. And also kind of allows you to be exposed to games you might not necessarily have checked out otherwise. Yeah. Um, and that is, that is fun as well, but it's like, uh, at least that's something for, it's like, it's like a tip for tat kind of thing. It's, it's, uh, something, it's not, it doesn't feel like it's just, uh, money lost. Like it does sometimes the microtransactions. Yeah. I think that you'll, you'll pay for, you know, more crystals or for more of this or for a chance to open a box that they might have something that you actually want inside of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like the gambling part of it. That, that's just super frustrating. Um, but, uh, but but my point of that though is that it exposed, you know, got me to get these Nathan Drake games, these first-person yeah narration storyline-driven games, and it just made me realize how unfulfilling so many of the uh, the mobile games that I play are. Yeah. Like. Going back into experiencing like a straightforward, storyline-driven, great, you know, 
game that I probably wouldn't have bought for myself, but because it's free right now, I um, you know I, I downloaded it and checked it out, and it's I'm ha I'm like 75% through the second game in the series so far, and I've played I played like maybe I don't know 10 hours in the last two weeks. Yeah, so it's not like you know not crazy hard. Doesn't require a ton of time. Not not you know stupid amount of uh, investment. As, you know, as far as any of that goes, and thoroughly enjoyable. And again, ticks all those boxes of those things that like I remember loving about video games from growing up with them. Yeah. You know, that sense of accomplishment, the sense of like, oh hey, yeah, this is a story. It's progressing. I'm you know, you you're learning more skills as you're going through the game. You're learning how to do this better and that better, and you know, refining and get, and improving and Solving all of that. And feeling and for you're hearing this fun yeah. story. Yeah. Yeah, you're having a fun story. You're like living, you know, an adventure, you know, through this uh, uh, avatar, and it's just it's all of the things that mobile games do not offer. Yes. To the point where, like, now on mobile games, I've basically gone back to like Sudoku and Solitaire for the most <laughs> part, because I'm just so frustrated by all the other, you know, the BS. Like, yeah, I want to have something to do. I want to challenge my brain. I want to, you know. Do do teasers and do stuff and figure things out, but like. But if you want to yeah, go to the I, casino, I, I, <laughs> yeah, that's a exactly. that's a different trip. Yeah. Um, if you go to a casino every now and again, you'll pull that arm and you'll win twenty bucks. Yeah. You no. Know? Yeah. You'll actually get something yeah. out of it. This isn't even a casino. This is just, you know, you if anything, you put money in in the hopes that you might actually enjoy yourself. Actually, I think casino games might. That's be... That's what I mean by like the games are. Just fun enough. Yeah. Casino games are the ones I don't get the most because for me, going to the casino is more about the venue and the event of going there. Playing a slot machine on my phone, just I, I, that just doesn't make sense to me at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, no. I, yeah that's just... I never, never understood that. Yeah. No. Um, well, hey, like, what do you do if you get jackpot on your phone? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Who who's there to witness that? Yeah, great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got a pat on my back. Where do where do I uh, where do I where do I cash out my chips? Hey, <laughs> uh, as you know, we normally wrap up um, the Dad Regime podcast with a "What's on your playlist." Um, we've been going for just about an hour. Yeah, I, I wondered whether you wanted to have a chat Should about that for an hour. About if we've been going yeah. for an hour, yeah. Wow. Do you want to have a, a quick five-minute oh chat God. about The Mandalorian? Oh, dude. I could talk for much more than five minutes about The Mandalorian. <laughs> How good was The Mandalorian? Oh, it's brilliant. Brilliant. It's 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 been fascinating because I've been um, – again, I've been a Star Wars fan for, you know, as long as I can remember. Um, I think I was like four or five when, like – we were living, um, my dad was military, so we were living in the UK at the time, and I remember getting mailed VHSs that somebody had, like, recorded off the TV or something, and, like, that was how I got introduced to Star Wars. Yeah. We had VHSs that we literally wore out of New Hope, Empire, Return of the Jedi, both Ewok movies. <laughs> like, yeah, like, like I, I just couldn't get enough, and it was like, you know, Super sad forever when there was nothing more coming out forever yeah. and ever to the point where I was one of those people who like dressed up fully for the the re-releases in the late 90s. <laughs> you know, I went in full uh, Jedi costume with lightsaber and everything. 
<laughs> and then, you know, so yeah, when seeing, and so, but I'll, the reason I said this is that, so I've been eating up as much Star Wars entertainment stuff for years as I could. Um, I saw I was a fan of Clone Wars, uh, that became a big fan of Filoni, uh, and the creator of Mandalorian, all that, uh, and John Favreau worked on Clone Wars as well. Um, and just like, the fact that they seem to have like, it, it seems like it's something that's made by people who are fans of the original. Yeah. Or in in that uh, thematically, like the things that George uh, Lucas is famous for saying that that he was inspired by like Akira Kurosawa and uh, um, what's his name? Not Boss. And oh, my kids too much. I was about to say Bud Lightyear. Um, what am I saying? Um, um, Buck Rogers. Buck Rogers, yeah. Serials, right? Uh, not Buzz Lightyear, Buck Rogers. Um, <laughs> those like space serials of like man at a time, you know, pulled away and thrust on this adventure and taken off into space. And that was like his like motivation behind how he was trying to set the atmosphere of all these, uh, the first trilogy, yeah. essentially. And like basically the first movie, totally. Uh, like the tone that he was setting, how everything was dirty. You know, that had never yeah. been seen before in a sci-fi. Yeah. You know, the fact that it felt lived in, it felt real. Um, and uh, it seemed like that tone and that feeling is what I got from The Mandalorian for yeah. the first time in a way that I hadn't gotten in any live-action Star Wars that I've seen, really, since the original trilogy. No, the, the, all like, the movies have become um, something new. You know, that, that, that they've become these event pieces, these like, you know, um, they've become mythological even before they're ever seen yeah. released. Yeah. Like they've become these huge ideas of, yes, continuing this epic story. Blah. It's like, no, just tell a tale well, that's, in this given, world that feels real. Given the time frame of 40 years, that I don't know that the movies. Like I've loved all the movies, some more than others, as we've talked about before. But um, yes, yeah, <laughs> they, they have just gotten to that point where they're they're so big because it's it's nine movies over forty years that they can't really they can't do what that original one did. It, they, they, they've just become something else. But you're right, The Mandalorian just they, captured that. Feel. They stopped trying though. I think so, yeah. but I think they almost. I don't say they had to, but like they were it's, never going to please. Like they, got they were never going to please epic everybody. Nature of it. Yeah. 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 Well, it's, they got pulled into the. It, at least this is my interpretation on how you know. I'm sure there's lots of fans that everybody interprets interprets all this stuff differently, but it felt like it became more about the event hmm. of the movie coming out. Yeah. Than it was really about what was going on in the movie and the story and the characters and the depth and the, the, the realness of it. The thing that I fell in love with initially was that, that realness, the environment of it. The fact yeah. that it just feels like a place. Yeah. You know, it feels like you could, you could have gone to Tatooine when you were, you know, a kid. Yeah. I felt like, you know, you know, it felt like a real, a real thing. Like, uh, how is that any different from, you know, Casablanca when you're five and living in, you know, some small town in the middle of nowhere. It's a name that you've heard of. It doesn't make it any less real. You've seen them both in pictures, and it's like, yeah. Um, 
it's that's something I loved about the Mandalorian is that it really takes you back to that that not I, I hate this word but like the grittiness the realness of it feels lived in it feels like it's a world that's something that it really felt like they put in the effort to really make it feel that way yeah. to make it feel like this is a place this is these are people. These people, every single person on that screen who you pass by, they have a life, they have a motivation, they have a place that they're heading to. Yeah. They're not just walking by the camera because you know that's their cue. Walk, yeah. walk, 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 walk. You know, um, they all have. Everything has a, a purpose and a, an intent behind and it. A, a simplicity. There's nothing is superfluous. A simplicity, a simple story. Yeah. Uh, very few yeah, characters very that we need to know about. And yeah. yeah and yet an ensemble that supports it all. And yeah, no, I, I just, I just loved it. I, yeah. Uh, and you what I appreciate, to a new, hope. new hope is one of the most simple stories ever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, rescue, like rescue the princess. Plot wise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rescue the princess, beat the bad guy. Yeah. Oh, Hey, that's it. There's no, there's no twist. There's no turns. It's no. a very straightforward storyline. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and there are love. sacrifices that are made. There are losses. There are things that you, adventures and things you learn along the way, you know, yeah. like everybody, yeah. You find out more about everybody, but they, they all push themselves and, and find, you know, it's, but it's, a, it's about the people in the story, yeah. you know, that's what makes it interesting. It allows you, if you keep the story simple, it allows the audience to really invest in the characters. Yeah. And especially when they build the characters and really develop them and make that, you know, build that world out, it makes it really interesting. Yeah. And it makes you care. And the more that you care as an audience member about the, the people that you're seeing in the story on the screen the more uh, you're going to be dedicated to it, the more you're going to want to wait rapidly for the next episode. Next episode, yeah. yeah and, and more in, enjoy the, the, the adventure overall as it goes along. I, yeah, it's, it's one of the best things I've seen. One of the best shows that I've seen, honestly, in recent memory. Yeah. And honestly, probably the best Star Wars property that I've seen. Definitely the best live-action Star Wars property that I've seen. In yeah, for a long, many, long time. Years. And loved that I yeah, could we exactly could watch it. Remember. We could watch it as a family. You know, there's some pretty cool sci-fi yeah. shows out there, but they're just too highbrow. They're too complex for you know for my son who's seven, nearly eight. Um, and then we could watch it as yeah. a family, and he could get everything that was happening. You know, like it was yeah, just just loved it. It, it ticked every box that I could possibly want in a uh, in a in a Star Wars yeah, live it, action show. It, no, it was so so good. Yeah, and it's like honestly, um, it it. Carried on a lot of stuff that, like, a lot of those same themes I, I really loved about um, Clone Wars and about Rebels. Yeah. Um, and I'll be honest, like, I wasn't expecting much of Clone Wars because, you know, it comes out after the, the prequels came out. So yeah. <laughs> um, I was a little burnt on the prequels, as I think many people were. Um, but, uh, and so when the Clone Wars came out, it took me a while to actually, you know, start picking that up, start watching it. And, you know, I, when I did, I kicked myself for not checking it out earlier. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, it, it does the same kind of thing where it makes the characters feel real. They do a really good job of trying to get the audience, like, um, engaged and actually make it feel like it's a, a real place. Even though Clone Wars and Rebels is a little higher bar for that just because it's animated. It doesn't, you know, there's already that separation of uh, uh, reality or what have you. Yeah. But, yeah, no. Mandalorian is, I think, brilliant. Um, I think it, it makes me wonder 
why it couldn't have, why something couldn't have been done of similar quality <laughs> sooner. Yeah, well, you know, it makes That's, me uh, confident though that the next generation of Star Wars content, now that the Star Wars, the Skywalker saga has wrapped up, makes me confident that um, yes. something it's got a good place to go. To. Something cool is going to come from it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but mate, we better wrap up. We're we're over an hour. This has been oh, awesome. Okay. Um, thanks for joining me again, pal. Yeah, I really yeah, appreciate it. And we'll um, of course always a pleasure. We'll be in touch. Hey, before Pretty Jesus takes over and closes the show with their new track, Be My Valentine, if you've made it this far, then you are one of the people who we're doing this for. And if you like what we're doing, then perhaps you know one other person who might also enjoy the Dad Regime podcast. And if you know that one other person, perhaps you could share this. Perhaps you could send it to them. Perhaps a suggestion, a recommendation. We would love it. Word of mouth is by far the best way to support us. We really appreciate that you're listening. We'll see you next time.